lace up your boots and get ready for TM5 United, your one-stop shop for all the news about our five stripes. Here's your hosts, Abner Castellanos and David Donis. What is up, Atlanta United world? We are doing this podcast on a solemn note because as we all know by now, Atlanta United was eliminated from the 2023 MLS season slash playoffs. So we're going to talk about all that. Uh, We're going to let out our frustrations, our anger. Um, Maybe there's some positive notes, very few, but we'll do do that. Um, Abner, the game sucks. It was on Sunday, but besides that, I can barely hear what you're saying. Oh, David, David, it was good, man. It was good. It ended on a sad note, but, you know, I had a good time watching the game. Yeah, it was good. Yeah, it was good. Trying to finish out these uh, weekends of uh, tournaments, so I had a tournament this past weekend, three games. Uh, didn't qualify for the final, but we were really close. Um, and yeah, man, just chilled uh, and waited for Sunday night. Um, and David, yeah, it was a sad one, very sad one. But other than that, what about you, man? What you getting yourself into? Yeah, I mean, not a whole lot. I just watch a lot of sports. Uh, Columbus, again, for those that don't remember, they knocked us out of the first playoffs in 2017. Uh, that one was in a shootout. Uh, so this was a really, really crazy game. I'm sure it was fun for the neutrals because it was just a really weird game. Moments of the game where it felt like, all right, Atlanta United is done. And then, boom, we get a goal and we right back in it. So first off, Atlanta started off, I, at first, not too, too bad. But then early on, we dug ourselves in a hole with... Um, Bad giveaway by Miles Robinson um, and Nagby, of course, the first one. Um, bad giveaway for Miles, pass to Nagby, shot and goal, boom, 1-0 in the ninth minute. Um, then <laughs> Amundsen, Amundsen, yeah, the 17th minute, um, just hits a golazo of the shot. Top right corner left footed. Um, you can ask questions whether Brad should have not maybe been that far out of his box. We can talk about that a little later. Um, but now Atlanta United is down 2-0. Um, there's actually a chance where we had where it, the game could have been 2-1. Um, Gigi had a shot at goal, good save by the keeper. Um, and then it's always funny because right when you get an opportunity to score, always comes back on the end. And then uh, Columbus, bad giveaway by Shonde Silva making it 3-0 in the 33rd minute. At this point, we're like, all right, decide to pack her back to go home. But like at many United Sports, they do, they give you a little bit of hope. And uh, Gigi gets one in the 35th minute. Good ball over the tie by Mala to Brooks. Brooks to Gigi, back on net 3-1. And you're like, all right, you know, there's a little bit of glimmer of hope. There was even a, a you know a chance where the club was really shaky towards the end of the, sec- to, to the end of the first half, where it was close to Atlanta possibly go, go 3-2, uh, but the half ends 3-1, uh, you know, not bad for how things considered how it started, but we start the second half, and before you know it, Abner, 47th minute, and now we're down 4-1, to one, um, and we, to Atlanta's credit, we answer right back with another great cross from Brooks to Shonde Silva, so Shonde Silva makes up for his bad giveaway, 4-2, and you think there was a slight, slight chance, um, but the rest of the half, I mean, Columbus really Dictated the pace, a uh, couple big saves from Brad, uh, but overall, you know, it wasn't enough as we ended up getting eliminated for two. Uh, again, assist by Rossi uh, and Nicole, they kind of had an assist, Brooks got in two assists. Um, but, you know, Abner, you know, what are your initial thoughts on this? You know, my thoughts are this. 
ourselves, man. Um, especially that first go, like, kind of clearance is that? Like, why are you gonna clear it right down the middle on on the ground? You know, get it out up up in the air. Let's reset. Let, you know, I, I don't know how many times we both had mentioned that in this podcast, but um, you know, Nagby gets you know just drives it down. No, nobody steps up and shoots, and then. You know, I, I read a comment that said, uh, you know, Mugamba wasn't able to play his game because he had to babysit uh, Fortune a lot, you know, had to kind of watch his back. And I think that, you know, that came with a little bit to, to truth in that game. Uh, Fortune, I think, had his best game. Mugamba was, had to stay home a little bit more. It wasn't as free. So, yeah, I David, really it's... it's I, I, I really, I, uh, I really did not see the game that way. I, don't, I really no? don't think that's what happened. Uh, Fortune did pretty decent, um, all things considered. Um, but I mean, I'll, we'll get into that in a second. But um, yeah, Abner, I, I agree with you. Uh, you know, we talked about this all season long that Beneda loves to play out the back, and sometimes, like, do we always have to play out the back? We were under pressure, severe pressure, and sometimes you just need to <laughs> you just need to get launch the ball of field and give your players a chance to to recoup, to catch your breath. That was just a Miles trying to play out the back. He, he's a good defender. He, he knows how to get the ball way out there, back in the stands if you have to. So that was an attempt to try to play out the back. I mean, it, it shot us in the foot. We had two big giveaways that made it, um, you know, uh, 3-0 in the first half. I mean, win zero you can live with, even 2-0. But, you know, when you go down 3-0, it's always going to be a tough task, especially since we haven't won in Columbus since 2021. So, um, you know, after I just, you know, and we'll, we'll, we'll talk about you know, we'll, how we feel about Pineda in a little bit because I want to, you know, go through the game and how we thought about key moments and then I want to do like a, a post-mortem type thing of like how do we analyze our season, what's going to, what do we think about going forward with some of the players that are going to be leaving. Um, but after I also felt like uh, it's weird because obviously when we were at the bench, we were buzzing, right? We were, we were, we looked like we were on top of Columbus. And I just feel sometimes that the intensity wasn't there. The 50-50 balls, I mean, it was all Columbus. I think except for Gigi, that was really just, you know, he was scrapping, getting, getting on ball. And I feel like the rest were also not giving him any calm at all. Did you feel that the intensity was, was just kind of not there for giving the gravity of the snatch? Yeah. I think that's, you know, the grit, uh, wanting, you know, you never put your head, I mean, yeah, it's, it's unfortunate to go down 3-0, but I mean, the game's not over to the game's over, it's the MLS for like, anything can happen, it's a playoff, so, yeah, I didn't feel that much, there was a lot of fight in there, I felt like it was too, like, ah, uh, you know, it's just a regular season game, where, you know, it doesn't really mean anything, but it's the last game of the season, you know, this could potentially, you know, end your season early, and there was just no, you know, extra gear. Like, I, I want guys to, like, chase, chase, chase and tire as much as they can. And when they come out, like, dude, I give it all. And, you know, I just don't think some of the players can, can really say that because it just, I don't know, it, just, it, it was disappointing effort-wise. Like, it didn't seem like it was there. It didn't seem like the the, the hunger was there. Uh, whether it was or not, you know, it, it's just disappointing to see as a fan. Uh, from the outside looking in, you know, you never really know to, you know, unless you're there. So we can only speculate and say what we think. But yeah, I agree with you, David. I don't think the fight was there. I just, I just thought we were so bland and so like, yeah, you know. Um, yeah, crazy. Like even look at that first goal. Yeah, Miles gave it away, but you said it. You know, Nagby gets the ball, and why does it? Why did it take so long for somebody to pressure him? We had, uh, you know, we had two two players back there. And he kind of just had like a good one, two steps, and then he takes a shot. Like yeah. you should be on him as soon as the ball turns over. Like step to him, um, and even that Golasso, right? You know, he's there with all kinds of space, all the time in the world. Um, and then he just obviously hits a, hits a Golasso. Um, so yeah, I think the intensity dropped. There are a couple players who I feel like you know Armada. Yeah, he, he had the uh, hockey assist. I'll call it on the first goal. much and you know when you have a player like Amada he's kind of like a messy where he gets to like roam for free so that that kind of costs you defensively and you kind of have to make it up on the attacking side of things um I don't know if you agree with that or not so you can I'll let you answer but I want you to also add like of those four goals how many of those do you put on Brad because there's been a lot of questions asked of him um 
really, I mean, obviously the second goal, I mean, that's just a goal. So you can't really, you know, even if you position yourself in the right spot, I mean, that's, that's, that's a goal. That's a freaking phenomenal shot. Um, I put that more blame on the midfield, not stepping up and putting pressure, applying that pressure. Um, the first was a little questionable, David, because it was like, you know, I knew Nagy was going one way, and that's even hard for a keeper like, to make that turn and try to get the back post covered. Uh, so it, it, it's difficult. Then the other two, um, I just, you know, I, I think it was more of a team. It's so hard to be to blame it on Brad. You know, but there was a couple of giveaways that he just tossed him. You know, like, yeah, he had right down really bad giveaway. Yeah, really bad giveaway. It's just like, bro, like, just send it up. Like, I don't care where it goes. Like, that gives your team enough time to just reset and regroup, up, you know, regroup and get ready for the next wave, right? Um, you know, one thing, you know, when we used to play uh, a, t- a team that was talented, knowing that we had to play defensive, was get it out, get it away regroup and get ready for the next wave because it's going to keep coming and keep coming especially if you're trying to protect the lead right so in this case like send it up regather yourselves get everybody in the right positions and then we're good to go so you know columbus did a really good job separating moving us uh they dismantled our midfield dude like i know almada does a lot with the offense and his defensive work is you know it's not really I don't want to say it's really needed, but it's not something we, you know, we want him to do. We want him to have the freedom to go up. Uh, but I think Yamba and, and Fortune just, you know, weren't good enough. And I think that's the key that how much we miss a person like Rosetto, or even the case of a person like Ibada. You know, with, if we would have had Ibada, he would have been either starting or the sub, or vice versa with Rosetto and Ibada. So, with that being said, yes, I know it kind of goes down the chain where, you know, yes, if we don't, if we kept Ibada, we wouldn't get so and so, blah blah blah. I get that, but. You know, at the end of it, David, I I think it's time for um, uh, for Brad to just hang it up, man. Yeah, and um, that, that's one of the things I want to talk to when we go into the postmortem and look at how the you know, teams will look in the future. Um, but yeah, you know, I'm very, uh, you know, I, I agree with you. Uh, I, you know, I, I feel like um, for what Amada is, we need more Amada too. Um, but yeah, overall, it's, it's, the, uh, it's not not a good performance. Play better, and you know, honestly, Brad did have a couple of big saves later on in the game when we were pretty much going all full attack, and it, it could have been five, six to two at one point, and the game would have been completely over. But those saves kept us in the game, so it kind of made up for it. But you know, there was a stat I remember that they threw out there. I think Brad has like a 62 percent um, save percentage, which yeah, is the second in MLS. So it's like a lot of the goals. It's not like um, they're not clear cut mistakes. But it's like you want your keeper to make those saves every now and then, you know. And I feel like we're always asking ourselves, like, hmm, could a younger, you know, more athletic keeper have saved that? Um, and, you know, it, it's, a, it's, a, it's a question that needs to be asked. And it's a tough one, too, because we remember the time we didn't have Brad, right? And we were screaming that we want Brad back. Even though Gigi had a couple of chances he missed on, he still had the goal. He was fighting a lot. There were a lot of he had a lot of those uh, really creative touches. You know, the one touches where he hit it with the outside of his foot. A lot of key moments we held the ball up. I think he had a pretty good game overall. Uh, also Brooks, he had two assists that you know let you know kept us in the game. Uh, he did you know he was at fault for that goal that that uh, also scored on the counter attack. Uh, but again, you know, I really think it's more about team tactics to that goal. I also think that, um, and this is where I kind of get into the, the bad performers, but I feel like, you know, Saba really let Brooks Lennon out to dry defensively. I think when the pace of game is so fast, I feel like Saba just has trouble keeping up. I think he does better when the game's a little bit slower, like when we're in possession. So we're, we're on the upper side, we're 
they're chasing players and stuff. I just feel like that's not his game, and I think Mosqueda probably would have been better suited for that. Um, I think I don't think Muyamba had a good game, honestly. I think he there were times where he was just dribbling into pressure, holding onto the ball too long, and he got into foul trouble again. I think he was lucky to stay on the field again. <laughs> he almost got, you know, he was. Yeah, he should have been sent off. Yeah, yeah. Miles, obviously the giveaway. Uh, you let him four, four goals, and you're, you know, you're the center back. I could do it again for you. Same thing goes for Alban. That one goal, you know, where uh, it's, I think Shawnee turned it away and go out to McDonald. Uh, you're like, yeah, maybe he could have done better to kind of go to the left instead of try to pull in the middle. Uh, so, and the people that I've kind of felt like just they had an okay performances, they were there, not too bad, not too good. You know, I think Wiley was okay. I thought Fortune was okay. Amada, again, he's okay. He helped with assists, but I think you need more from your DP. Um, and I think Shande Silva, if it wasn't for the goal, he would have been in my bad performance because he had the bad giveaway. He had a lot of other giveaways in the game, too. And I felt like he just wasn't really doing a lot of his defensive duties. Um, you know, just late to pick up players. Um, so, uh, and then uh, Guzan. Um, had he not come up with the big saves like later on in the game that kept the game 4-2, I would have put him in a bad performance too, but I put him in an okay just because of that. Um, I don't know, what are your thoughts on that? Yeah, man, I just, uh, I just kind of watching the replays of the goals and everything. Uh, yeah, I agree with you. I mean, I just, I don't know if Yamba was told to kind of hold back. To kind of, it, it, just, it just felt to me um, that he was like, Trying not to do too much and trying to hold the middle as much as he could with fortune. Um, so I, I just think he just had a bad game. I think our, I think our central uh, defense and our central uh, midfield uh, let us down. Um, and I'm, I'm, I'm much because I mean one of the goals I mean Abraham gets pulled in because he has to cover. And you know he gets you know he get the dude is wide open on the right side. I don't think Brad can do much about it. that. Shot was hitting the roof of the net. There's really not much coming. And who knows what type of speed. So that was a bad giveaway by Sunday and, you know, lazy defending. You know, he just kind of ran it back and, you know, the pass literally went in front of him. Um, and then, you know, there's just, um, it's just a lot of, a lot of opportunities that it, it looked like the Atlanta defense that we kind of came to, to know and kind of came to expect. Um, so... I, I, I mean, honestly, like, I think Brooks had a game. I think what you said is true. I think Saba let them out dry. Um, there's a couple of times where Brooks is yelling, like, yo, like, come back, come back. I have two, I, I have two. I feel bad for, uh, for Brooks out of anybody on the team. He, you know? he runs so much. He, he has to run the most out of any player on our team. Yeah, so I think, like, you know, him, I think, I mean, I think Brooks was, a, was definitely the player of the game, at least for Atlanta United-wise. Uh, him and Gigi would bring my top two. Kyle Wiley, like I think, like you said, was quiet. Didn't really see much from him. Uh, and Sunday, yeah, without the goal, I mean, I think he's the worst performer performer uh, of this game. Uh, so, yeah, it's uh, it's difficult, man. It's, I, I wish we went out with the fight. I wish we went out with, with what we know, you know, because I think we would have been. I mean, obviously, would have been excited. We would have been. But I think you would at least been able to poke your chest out a little bit, like, hey, look, we went out swinging. You know the better team won. Um, this one's like we got lucky; it wasn't another route, and we lucky we kept it close. So, yeah, I mean, yeah, not really much. But you know, well, let me ask you something because you know we, we, we when we reviewed the first game, right, where we didn't have Armada, we were playing uh, at Columbus, so we, you know we sat back more. And aside from. You know the, the the chances that Hernandez gave. I don't think Columbus really created that many quality chances. So here's a question to you: Would it have been better to play like we did in the first game, you know, full defensive counter, or play like we did this one where we came out a little bit more, where we got exposed several several times? I think if you're gonna go with the defensive side, I think Mosqueda's got to start, and I think they give you more quicker. Um, I mean, I think you got to go with what worked on the second game, right? But, and uh, he was the firepower, and I guess you could say the best student in 11 to put up a fight, because it's a, it's a win now, you know, win or go home type of situation. So I would have hated, hated the, the defensive aspect.
you know, that Miles just launches that ball down 50 yards. And because up until that point, you know, the game, it was a back and forth game. They were, we had some possession, they had some possession. Um, but it didn't, you know, we didn't look out of, out of like we were out of water, you know, we looked like we belonged. And once you go down that one goal and you're away from home, that forces you to have to come out more. There were times when they were holding the ball in their own defensive third, right? But we couldn't really just sit there and watch. We had to come out. And I think that just changed the dynamic so much of that game where, you know, if Miles doesn't give that one up, I think I think the game is dramatically different and you're not seeing three goals against us in the first half. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I think so. It, it just, I think it would have been... <laughs> I know I would have been one of the, um, I would have been a fan of it, but sometimes um, tactically, tactically wise, you gotta see what's best suited. But I, I mean, you're always gonna go. We're not, we're not ones to hold back. I mean, without Amada, it kind of gave you an excuse to play that way. Um, and with Amada, I mean, you kind of have to go after, right? I mean, I, I just think that's, yeah. that's, that's, that's at the end of the day, that's the, um, that's, yeah, that's, that's the key ingredient. Yeah, that's how we play it. You know. When certain players are out, you gotta, you gotta, you know, turn and twist some things and change formations and change the tactical play. But with the model there, the best player is like, all right, we gotta go all out. So yeah, yeah it was uh, a struggle. Any any fault from Benedetto this game? Yeah, um, I think the you subs came think in. So? I think the subs came in a little bit too late. I think you gotta make that switch. Um, if it's not working, it's not working. Let's make, let's go. Let's like make. You know, there's nothing to lose, David. Who cares well, if we were the, the first sub came in the 57th minute. It's pretty early. Yeah, but I wanted to see more. I mean, you're down four two. You need goals, right? And you're gonna give up goals. So that's you know that's well, gonna. I'm saying how early? How early did you want the subs to come in? I mean. You usually don't really make subs till like around the 60th minute of the second half. If you don't yeah, you had what, Mosqueda come in, and then you had Wolf at the 75th, Etienne at the 85th, and Tramonte uh, at the 85th, David? What, what are we going to do yeah. with five minutes of play? That's true, yeah. You know what I'm saying? I, I would say yeah. the 70th minute, you got to you know, bring in Jamal, bring in... What, what's Etienne and Jamal going to do in five minutes of, of a game that they have to kind of get used to? Like I, I get it, you know. Like you want to give the guys that aren't their chance, but dude, like you're down. You know, if you're in a do do or die situation, who cares? If it's not aggregate, who cares? If you five two six two, as long as you made a change to try and score goals. Because guess what? You need to score goals to get in the game. You know, go down swinging. You know. So I think yeah, that part yeah. was I think that part for me was frustrating. I think the Mosqueda coming in at the 57 was good, but then like the 75th and 85th, like, come on man, like you got you gotta call that early. You know where it's going. You see Columbus kind of sitting back, you know, and you know, playing counter as much as they can, but you just gotta make those those adjustments back rather quicker than, than what he did. That's the only thing I probably I have with Benetta in that game. Um, I think he's he's good to the game plan. Um, other than you know, you gotta read the game. You gotta excuse me. You gotta clear those game, those, those balls out. It's, it, and that that part is frustrating, right? That part. Yeah. If it's yeah, if it's it, a last. I mean, but, but in terms of the starting lineup, there was no issues with that. No, no we issue. all wanted to see. Yeah. Right. The only one I think that would make sense, and probably I think a lot of people would be 50-50 is Mosqueda for Saba. But even then, that's not a bad, you know, that's not still like, oh, okay, like, you know, like I said, I, I like Saba coming off the bench, really, in these situations. You almost got to look good off the bench, too, so it's kind of like... Yeah, that's what I'm saying, either way you go, it doesn't really... pressure a little bit more um but i don't know what's gone gone on that Benita really doesn't like Sadich or Sosa anymore and Sosa's not even in the 18 anymore so i mean we'll talk about that you know later too as we um, dissect this uh if, of people's futures at this club um 
but you know, I mean, we talked a lot about the bad of this game. Obviously, there's a lot of it when you let in four goals. Where the team that has made the uh, has uh, made the most goal in the season also gave up the most. Um, is there any silver lining that either even though we kept letting a goal in, we would come back and get a goal back and still make it somewhat of a game? Um, the only one thing is GG had a hell of a run. You know, I think he was active in all three games. Um, probably our best player in all three games, and Brooks led it right there with him. Um, Bruce said, you know, he deserves a call-up to the U.S. national team. I think he's been playing great. It's a tough, tall, you know, tall order, but, um, I mean, it's, I think that's it, David. I think that's it. Like, I think JJ and Brooks are the only silver lining, the only good that I can see going forward that probably going to be with the team come, <laughs> come starting next season. <laughs> right, right. All right, man, let me go through the stats and then we'll close this out. So, uh, we possession, have to. Um, we have to. So, um, possession, 53% to 47. Um, but again, when you're up by that many goals, you're going to give up possession. So, can't really read in too much into that. But I think d d throughout the game, possession was pretty close um, between the two teams. Um, this is a crazy stat, I mean, this just This goes to show that really just careless mistakes really cost us. Columbus's crew expected goals was 1.92, ours was 1.99, and we let him score goals. Um, this guy is 1.92. Columbus crew, 21 total shots, 8 on target, to our 11 shots, 4 of which were on target. 21 total shots at passes for Columbus to our 417 um, so obviously those, those shots are, are really were really um, stand out and I mean there, there was a chance where um, you know uh, Brad came up big and Columbus could have put put another put a couple of ways to make this game really really out of hand um, so I mean at the end of the day we lost to a better team it is what it is um, you know we'll, let's, let's go into uh, we'll talk about At the end of it, congrats to Columbus, as much as I hate that, but I am cheering for you for at least for the next round to uh, beat our good old friends down in uh, Florida, but um, yeah, I mean, Orlando. Uh, yeah, we have, uh, we have a lot a lot to cover, this team's going to look a lot different, and let's make let's make our segue into that, David. Um, I guess I, let, let, me, let, me, let me ask you the first thing is... Uh, um, I guess I guess I'll, I'll start with top three, um, and you you can answer as you what you think or what reports you read, or you know what they've texted you because I know you're really close to the players. Um, just yes or no is is Brad is Brad a, a Latin United player coming uh, next season? Oh, sure he is. Okay, is Amada a Latin United player next season? No. Is Miles Robinson a Latin United player next season? if his mind might be somewhere else I would I would rather have him here um, you know and you know who because if we have him here we're doing well I don't think he wants to leave I think he wants to stay if we're if we're if what we about have him, the summer what about when the summer transfer window comes that's you what really I'm saying that game yeah I mean think about it dude he's He's played here. He's gotten called up to Argentina's national team. He's, you know, he's not like he's not gonna call. You know, because at the end of the day, that's that's the that's the end goal, right? To be called up for your national team represent, especially in the Copa America coming up, especially in the World Cup coming up. Uh, you know, in a couple of years, uh, and all those the qualifications and all that. You know, you Argentina is not gonna, it's not getting younger. They're gonna get older. They're gonna need new players. So, um, 
I don't know, Dave. I just have a feeling like somebody's somebody's talking to him in his ear and telling him, "Hey, look, one more season, and next, you know, in January, maybe we can find you a home or something." I don't know. Maybe it's more that I just rather have him stay <laughs> and uh, you know see his uh, his magic uh, for another season, half a season, however that is. Um, I just I just don't know what Brad did. I just think um, he's played, he's done his dues. I think he's you know he's older. He's, he got hurt. He's played phenomenal in a lot of the games, but at the same time, he's cost us a couple of times. But and I think I just think Miles needs to make that step, not only for himself as a player, but for um, him and the um, and to represent the United States because he needs to. You know, I think obviously, with if he doesn't get hurt, he's still a uh, he, he would have been a starter. But now that he has an opportunity to go overseas and challenge himself and prove that he is that number one uh, defender for us, I think that's going to be huge. That's that's huge on his list, you know. Yeah, I mean, I think if the right offer comes from Malda, I think he's out. So, I, you know. Yeah, if he stays, you know, I guess it'll be good for us. But then, you know, when the summer transfer window comes, the same rumors are going to come up again. Are we going to keep him? Are we not? We don't know. Um, yeah, and, you know, with Miles, you know, Atlanta United have already given him a max contract on the table. So, uh, if he doesn't get an offer from Europe uh, to keep him in MLS, he would have to be a DT. Don't know if Atlanta United is willing to do that. Um, I know we talked about the Southwest contract, so. I mean, there's a lot of rumors. I think with Brad um, Abner is that there's nobody we've got in the pipeline right now. We've got Diop and Westberg. None of those guys are starting keepers. So I think Brad is probably going to be the starting keeper next year. I'm thinking it's going to be his last year. But we have to bring in somebody to challenge Brad for the starting job. To learn from Brad. Um, because, uh, yeah, you know, I think Brad is still, he's, I think he's a good leader in the locker room. I think he's probably one of the best keepers in MLS with his feet, um, which I know is a good thing because I don't like my keeper having the ball that much with his feet. But we've got to be ready to have the next guy, the next younger guy. You know, we're talking about keepers. So when we say younger guy, we're talking about probably like a 30-something-year-old still. Because right. keepers, you know, they tend to get their, their shot a lot later in life than uh, your typical field player. But we have to have somebody in there because um, if Brad goes down, you know, do we really want to have Westberg or Diop come up <laughs> to be our keeper? And I mean, we uh, haven't seen a whole lot of Westberg, so he might, he would know, you never know, he might actually be good. Yeah, I mean, he might, he might be already the next guy or even, um, you know, Diop, he's had, you know, MLS experience. Yeah, not Diop, dude. I'm just saying, like, he has MLS experience, so it's not like he doesn't know this league well, yeah, but... His MLS experience is why he's playing with the twos. Look, like, it doesn't, you know, at this yeah, point, you got rid of him, dude. Like at this, the guys, he got rid of everything. He got rid of points. They got rid of each other. You know what? You watch each other? Oh yeah, bro. I watch him. No, you. No, you don't watch each other. That guy's. Yeah, I do. Dude, Dude I love com. I love comedy. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, but yeah, I, it's gonna be some hard questions that need to be answered, right? Um, it's kind of it's funny. Like it's funny to me that. And I, I would hate it as a player, like after you lost and they're like, oh, so what are you going to do next year? Are you going to leave or what do you think of retirement? Like, bro, like I'm heated. I just lost a game. I got four goals scored on. Like, you really think I'm thinking about retirement right now? I'm just thinking why we didn't win that game. Uh, you know, same thing that when it happened, you know, on very a different sport. But uh, when reporters asked LeBron, hey, you, you got an exit. Is this going to be your last? Like, and then, you know, him out of emotion, like, I'm just going to retire. I don't know. Throwing the, the world for a loop. Uh, so I, I just don't like. I get it, you know, it's for the clicks, it's for, you know, and it's a solid question. But you, after a game, your emotions are everywhere. You're, you're thinking negative, you're thinking, like, do I want to do this again? You have self doubt on yourself, like, could I done better? Blah, blah, blah. You know, everybody goes through that. So um, they asked him, he's like, well, I don't know. I have to make a decision, whatever that means. But at the same time, that was probably based off emotion rather than 
we'll, we'll see, David. Maybe we keep uh, maybe we keep Brad as a goalkeeper coach or something. <laughs> oh, that'd be awesome. I mean, not next year. But I doubt it, but yeah. You know, I mean, it'd be nice to keep keep him in because um, I, I do think he has a lot to, to teach. Um, again, like he's always been a leader in the locker room, so that usually transitions well to coaching. Um, but after you know, let's let's assess our, our performance this year in the team. So at the beginning of the season. Um, Garth Lagaway and then Lenny at front of said our goal um, this year is to finish top four and clutch, right? Get that home. We knew going into the playoffs that we didn't get fourth place, right? We finished in sixth, but we still made the playoffs at least, right? And if we remember, before the summer transfer window, we looked like a ship taking on water. We were about to like, we were about to be knocked out of like playoff contention win the majority of the teams made the playoffs right so obviously we got some good signings that we really turned things around we started looking a lot better um, not enough to finish in fourth so um after first i want to say our goal based on what our goal is do you think the performance is still good enough for this team are you still satisfied that we made it to the playoffs some of the um the uh, like the last 18 games we're like man we just need to win like seven or eight of them we ended up winning more than that but it was a long it was a hard um stretch of games there but they you know Atlanta United overcame and you know got us into a playoff situation now you know yes it's expanded so it kind of makes it easier to get in uh but at the same time you know I guess in that aspect in the way first half of the season to midway how it happened uh, yeah, you could call it a somewhat success of us getting to the playoffs. Because, I mean, I, when you get in, that's a whole different animal. And, you know, it's you know what's ahead of you, right? Uh, look at a, you know, look at a, a Sporting KC. They got eight places knocked out the uh, St. Louis number one seed. Uh, so it could be anybody's game. So, um, yeah, in that aspect, yeah, I think it was a success. We got into the playoffs. Not where we wanted as far as playoff spot, but... think if we had the signings we did in the summer the whole season we would have finished in the top four spot in the east um definitely you know that's and that's a lot there's a lot more games together uh, a lot more rhythm and so yeah then if you say yes to that do you think that if we would have faced let's say we still ended up facing columbus but we had a home field advantage do you think if we had that third game at home we would have gone through to the next round i think so I've been proud of, bro. They're fan proud of. I ain't got a lot. They're loud. Yeah, and I mean, it's crazy, but in MLS, I mean, every every team comes with a manager for but MLS is just like, it's huge. I mean, you look at their second game and third game, it's night and day, you know? It's like, it's not even the same team that's out there. Right, I mean, if you think about it, think about all the teams that advance um, other than, than uh, SKC or were all the home teams. Yep, yep, yep yeah, exactly. Um, all right, yeah, I just kind of wanted to see where you were at there. I think we're, we're in agreement. Um, you know, we have these goals. We need to meet the goals. Um, you know, not a successful season, but also not a horrible season. Um, so, Abner, this is another question, too. It's always going to be asked, how great Veneta? Let's say on a scale of, you know, A, B, C, D, F. With the curve or no curve? college days that's how yeah, I, I got through some of my classes yeah, me too um c minus yeah that low yeah just uh, yeah c minus and i mean i probably would have given him a d uh to be honest but having to deal that with low, he got us to the playoffs no well i mean i just i just think there's some some games we could have definitely taken advantage of 
uh, point-wise. Uh, but the reason is like we had a lot of transfers coming in. So you had to teach a whole new style. We had a lot of international duty. So you had to use a lot of the second players. So and why are you giving him a D? No, I said a C. I gave him a C. I, I, I know, but you said you, you said you wouldn't give him a D. Yeah, I would give him a D. coaches he had talked to like personnel of people that knew Muyamba like his 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 tactics his traits his personality how he if he could fit with the team and this and that so I mean since he picked I think he had a big um, big part to bringing those types of players in I mean I I think I think those players respect him I think those players want to have him again uh, for next season and yeah David well, who are you going to bring? Uh, you know, who, who, who is out there that you're going to have to start way fresh again and then you can be like, oh, uh, so, so whatever he said or whatever happened comes out, I don't think we're going to have a job no more. I wouldn't mind Jose. I wouldn't mind Jose, you know. Bring me Santo. What's his name? Espiritu Santo. Espiritu something, whatever, from uh, Portugal. I don't know, yeah, David. I mean, like, it's uh, it's it's a tough, you know. It's kind of like you go one way. You're like, okay, we get Panetta back. We kind of know what to expect. Then, yeah, of course, it's, it's a lot based on the players. If you don't bring it back, it's like, okay, here we go. We're back at square one. Is this a you know relearning process? You know, is this a you know what Philadelphia's been doing for the last and uh, the basketball team? Trust the process. Like, you know, what process is there if you're not really going anywhere? You know. coach, but he can be a good enough coach if you have the right players around him. Um, 
again, you know, we just talked about if, if maybe if we had the, these players at the start of the season, you have the chemistry going to the playoffs, maybe you get that top spot, maybe we proceed pursue further into the playoffs, and then we're like, wow, this is, you know, a great season. Maybe we won MLS Cup, maybe we made a close MLS Cup. Would have been a great season either way had that played out that way. Um, so that being said, after, you know, let's say, you know, obviously we're going to have to take Saba, Shande Silva, Brooks Lennon, Bram's going to be there. Um, the core of the team will still be there, and most likely you're going to have Beneda. So what are the goals for next season? Is it the same ones we had this season? Finish top four um, in the playoffs? I think you got to kind of expand it, man. Um, we didn't hit the goal this year. Oh, yeah, well, okay, so, like, let's say um, Leeds Cup. You want to at least make it to the knockout stages, right? Okay, yeah. So that, we failed at that. Uh, Open Cup, Cup, lost to a... Like, did even make it, we lost... Yeah, I guess so, but we we lost what we we shouldn't lose, really. Yeah, right? That's that's true. Right? We're not even in Coca Cup Champions League. get out of the group yep you know get out of the group and then go from there and you know to you know we didn't honestly we didn't even make any of them and at that at one point we were just like man uh with the expanded playoffs and we're not gonna make it like that's pretty embarrassing especially with the if you see the team sheet and you see like these players like damn like this is a pretty good squad why like what's going on like we have the newcomer of the year. We have, you know, the young player of the year. We have, you know, all this hype. We have a great home, we have home crowd. We have, you know, people know who Atlanta United is because of many different aspects, because of maybe Amiron, because of what's winning the, you know, the MLS Cup, winning the US Open Cup so early that a lot of other clubs haven't done so themselves. Um, you know, there's there's uh, there's a lot of responsibility, you know, like, you know, Ben told Spider-Man is, you know, with power comes a lot of, you know, responsibility. With us having such a great club and high expectations, you better swallow that pill when it comes that you failed, you know, and, and be able to look in your mirror and be like, hey, we failed as a team. We failed not to, you know, produce a product that people were buying, uh, David, because, like, you can tell that the morale of the team, of not just the team itself, but as the fans, we were down low. We were like, man, this sucks. <laughs> You know, we're, we're back to to a team where it's hard to support. It's a, we're down to a team, and yes, we gotta go through the trenches. Yes, we gotta support them in the good and bad. I get that. But this season, you know, started high and then kind of went low and then went, ooh, expanded playoffs and we're not gonna make it. Like, how bad is that gonna look, especially having such a team? And, you know, putting this type of performance as the last game, like, I wish it was a fight. I wish I, you know, they would have put up a, a big fight where I'm, I can be like, you know what? We lost to a good team. Um, we didn't put ourselves in a good position to be able to host um, the playoffs, you know, to have that advantage. But you know what? This team looks good. I'm excited for next year. Right now, it's like, dude, who's going to leave and who are we going to have? You know, question marks all over the place. If I gave you a million dollars, what one player do you think comes back? For the whole team? Yeah. I mean, of course, that is the first Right? I think that would be the only one. Uh, gee, I mean, Gigi just like a contract, so, but, yeah, I mean, you're right. There's, I mean, in every year, we, we kind of have a lot of question marks. And, um, I think it's good and bad we have those folks like, one, you're producing players that other teams want, uh, but two, you don't want too many good players. You know, a lot of players, you're always going to have to, you know, get players to get their chemistry back and take some time. Thank you.
be sold, traded, or something else. So, um, you know, we talked about Robinson. Um, I, I, I said he's gone. You said, did you say he was most likely gone? Uh, yeah. All right. Amada, I said he's most likely gone. You said you think he might stay. Yep. Um, next next guy on the list, Proceso. Uh We saw how well he did the second half of the season playing as at six. Um, I think he stays, but I think, you know, they need to restructure his contract because I think this guy's getting paid like, you know, people like 400000 400, So I think he stays in the money's right. Um, Westberg, um, and I think you got Westberg and you got Diop on this list, both out of contract. Um, it's going to be interesting to see if we try to find another goalkeeper that can replace Brad or if we go with one of these guys to be the next man up. Or, or Diop on this, you know? Right. Um, Conway's on this list. Yeah, I think he's... It should be Yeah, I think with uh, Barry kind of getting the uh, a lot of more playing time than him, kind of kind of went out the window, right? And with Jamal yeah. signing, which I don't know, that's... Who, which one? Was it Silva or Jamal that has the loan? Rosetto, it was Rosetto Moyamba Fortune. Didn't we play with a back five? Uh, Wait, the game, the, game, the game in Atlanta or in Columbus? In Columbus, right? Hold on, I'm checking it right now. Maybe I'm wrong. think you bank on fortune he's younger he's not a bad player um yeah i mean yeah i mean yeah it's it's potential that sage is gone but um ibada i mean i, I doubt we're going to bring him back from toronto especially since we've got you know if we keep it a set though there's really no need for him i just think there's um, too much black blood too yeah that's part of it too sosa i mean he's not even in the 18 so he's gone he's got a big contract too um, unless you disagree with that. Uh, oh, I agree. Uh, EPN, I mean, he already got re- replaced by Mosquera. Um, he's out the door. Barry, we've been wanting him to be gone. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> now that we got Tiara, I mean, Tiara is already on the year. Uh, Barry Sobo, you can already tell he's already better than Barry. <laughs> better than Barry. Uh, um, Alonso, I mean, this guy can't stay healthy. He's old. I, you know, I like him, man. I like him, but yeah. Why? Why do you like him? Just for Seattle? He didn't do much for the team. No, no, no. He didn't do much for the team. But like David, did, I think in every every team you need that veteran presence. Not saying not as much as playing time or playing, just that veteran like leadership, like especially for the younger yeah, cats. Yeah, that yeah. I mean, that's what Brad. That's what Brad is. No, but Brad's a keeper. Like that's different. Like. Think about like somebody that can kind of give you, give you the experience. No, I mean it's a different position. Like a keeper is not going to tell the midfield how to play, right? When you have a veteran like Alonso that's got that's been through the trenches and seen it all, and was one of the best to ever do it uh, when he was healthy. 
you know i mean that's a different you know aspect that's like somebody like fortune somebody like um those young guys can go up to and be like hey like you know or he can go up to them and kind of give them advice like i i feel like that's where he becomes more important rather than on the field like i know we didn't see him on the field much because he was hurt or he just didn't play i'd rather, I'd rather have a player that can play i'd rather have a better presence alonso is only on this team because of Pineda. Yeah, if, which it is good. if it wasn't for him, I don't know. It's like having an extra coach. Yeah, so. If it wasn't for him, if it wasn't for Benita, I don't think Alonso would be on any of this roster, to be honest. I mean, think about it. So is Barry. Barry was taking a, a roster spot. He didn't do nothing. Yeah, but it was not because of Benita. Benita literally is always on that Alright, I think he's done. I think so. I hope not, but I think so. sometimes um i think it's weird abner like we, we saw it change during the season he had like one bad game abner comes in abner <laughs> comes in and he just that's it that's that's yeah. it he's the he's the starter for the rest of the season so i think burata is still a good player if miles leaves i mean i obviously i don't think burata is as good as miles but i mean that's a damn good replacement right so yeah, i think right. hopefully burata stays i think hopefully they come to a good understanding um, last but not least, and I already know, I already know how I feel about him, but you know how I feel about this. Ronald Hernandez. Oh, he's staying. Nah, hell no, he's not. He's laughing the door, bro. I, yeah, I think would rather good. have, I would rather have anybody from the twos, an academy player, make his way out. Noah Cobb, I would rather have on the option instead of Hernandez. Um... And, you know, yep. maybe, obviously, recency bias in the last game has really tainted it. Um, but I just, I think he just, whenever he's on the field, every time I see him, I was like, this guy is just such a big liability. I always think that. He's just such a big liability. Yeah. Yeah, he, uh, I was rooting for him, to say the least. But, yeah, he uh, definitely showed, you know, what he, uh, what he, uh, what he brings to the table. And, unfortunately, it's, I don't think it's enough. Yeah. Um, Shonday's on the list too, but obviously, you know, we just signed him. He's been performing well, so I mean, we're gonna keep him. Um, is there anybody depending else? If, depending if he's on the, if he's on loan or if he's, or we bought him out or. Uh, yeah, yeah, that's gonna be. I think it's either Jamal or him. I just can't remember who. Is there anybody? Okay, those are the people that the contracts are, uh, are up, right? Right. Is there anybody else that's not on a on the rosters of that you would want to see cut from this team? Uh, from this team. I mean, see. I can tell you the keepers: Westberg, Design, Diop. We went through that. Abram, Brooks, Lennon, Miles, Ramon Hernandez, Urata, Caleb Wiley, Noah Cobb, midfielders: Alonso, Rosetta, Muramba, Amada, Sosa, Sadie, Fortune. I think because of who he is and you know cost wise I think it's it's a good good thing to keep him to see if he can find that form again before he comes back from injury so no yeah. I think I think just that list that we went with I just, I think those are I don't see anybody else that like kind of stands out like oh I hope that guy's gone because I mean I really don't have that um you know with anybody yeah and I, you know I think uh Osqueda and Sava are going to be battling to Start the whole season, um, and you know, if anybody goes down for injury, you're kind of glad that you have either of those two that can fill that role. Especially how Mosqueda's, you know, if he can 
finally get that last piece of his game together because I mean, he, he had that one goal there and he always gets in dangerous spots. If he can get that one part of his game down during the offseason, I mean, he can turn into like a really, really top class player. Sure. But all right, Abner, the season is over. Um, you know, it's going to suck not being able to tune in for Atlanta United games, but, you know, let's build on the offseason, get the players well rested. Let's get the rumors and the sales out of the way. So, you know, when the times for the, when the season comes around, we've got our team ready to go. And there's not a whole lot of questions in the air. Because that always sucks when you're going to the season. You're like, oh, so and so going to show up or, you know, trading and all this stuff. for a long time on this one because we just there's a whole lot to, to talk about to dissect so um you know here are the mls semifinals that are set so this saturday uh november 20 oh not this saturday november 25th is that really the next game yeah that's It'll crazy like, that is yeah, yeah we're, really, we're, we're, we're an international break this crazy week. we're international right. yep yep okay so that makes sense so we gotta wait a long time to finish the playoffs kind of always sucks when that happens but uh saturday november 25th so not this saturday but the next saturday you got orlando versus columbus in orlando we all know who we're going to be rooting for that game even though they just beat us but uh, we cannot go for orlando we love god i hope they do and Cincinnati, I think. Um, but I, you know, I feel like Columbus has a has a good team. Maybe yeah, it's just gonna beat the crap out. Maybe it's just gonna beat the crap out of us. So oh, I'm rooting for Cincinnati, but I think I think no matter what, the, an Eastern team wins. I think the Eastern teams are just way better than the Western teams. Uh, but you know, whenever it comes to one game, it's, again, it's whoever is performing and whoever's making these mistakes. So I'll have Columbus versus uh, Columbus versus Houston. No, he's killing it, bro. That's what yeah, I hate to yeah. say. Yeah. Last thing, U17 World Cup started in Indonesia. Um, the U.S. men's national team, U17 team, beat South Korea in their first game in 3-1. So they're off to a good start. Uh, their next game is uh, Wednesday, November 15th, against Burkina, Burkina Faso. And then Saturday, this Saturday, November 18th, against the Big Dogs, France. So good luck to them, um, and hopefully they can catch a few games if they're not at 7 in the morning again. Sweet. All right, mijo. Anything else you want to say as we come to the close of our season? We're not. That doesn't mean the close of the podcast. We're going to have some more podcasts for, you know, the chance for anyone to go through or some breakdown stuff. Um, U.S. games, but some fun podcasts out there saying, like, who's your top 11 U.S. men's national teams of all time or top 10 players of all time. We'll throw out some fun podcasts like that. But, Abner, anything you have to say to close this season on Atlanta United? Yeah, I think where, where many seasons is, I think we should have a best 11 Atlanta United players. I think that would be a fun one. Uh, yeah, that sounds like fun. Uh, but, uh, dude, I mean, yeah, you know, unfortunately the season ends, like David said, uh, podcast that over we'll do you know even quicker recaps of rumors of big moves whatever is to come in the next couple of months um also kind of just a recap international team we have a lot of you know we have some um national national leagues coming up thursday for the u.s uh, so we have that coverage mls um all the good things and bad things that you know may come our way so um yeah man uh very very sad very uh unfortunate but you know, like we always say, it's always next year. We have another year to look forward to, um, to uh, see what Atlanta United does. Yeah, you know, uh, uh, 
heart without sounding too dramatic heart and fandom is on United and the U.S. men's national team. So anytime the season's over, it kind of sucks because you look forward to seeing your club play, um, whether it's on TV or in person. So, you know, it's the end of the season is always kind of sad because, you know, you don't have those get-togethers. You don't have the uh, the meetups where you meet up with, like, when we get together and you're like, dude, did you catch the game? You're like, oh, you know, what was what was so-and-so thinking? You know, the, all that, you know, kind of, kind of um, it's always sad at the end of the season, but um, it just makes me more excited when the next season comes and obviously we're going to have all the high hopes and guys are living for the United. So, um, you know, we'll be back. We'll be back stronger than ever. And, uh we have a good fan base and um, you know just no matter what happens always support Atlanta United come out to the games be loudy be loud be proud uh, you know let's go ATL baby yeah man you have a lot of uh, Atlanta United uh, players still going to be able to represent uh, their, na- their uh, nation uh, ah, their na- national, <laughs> national team. teams uh, so yeah of course you want to still root on our guys and you know health and you know, hope they play well and whatever is whatever whatever's coming up. So yeah, like David said, um, very sad, very um, unfortunate, you know, we don't get to talk about the games that Atlanta United is gonna be in, but uh, at the end of it the better team won and you know, now we just kinda look forward to what's next for us and uh, yeah. ATL but let's not be sad, let's be happy. We still uh, we have a top uh, MLS team. Um, even though we're not going to be in MLS Cup or make a run, um, we still have a lot of hype. We still have the highest attendance as fan base in MLS. So uh, we look forward to seeing you guys next year when the uh, team starts playing again. Uh, but like I mentioned, we're still going to have some some fun podcasts coming your way. Uh, most definitely. And uh, if you don't hear from us, happy Thanksgiving. Enjoy the time with your families. And uh, yeah, so um, we'll see you guys next time. ATL, ATL. Peace, y'all.